0: Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith. Once again, another great week, another great Saturday morning. Kosh listeners, I'm super excited to be here with you. I hope you're excited to be listening. Um, let me just do the intro. The Kosh this is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with the Oshkosh Kosh. Or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Um, you know. I usually give you the weather report. Or what's going on. And like uh, this morning. I'm super excited. Because uh, it is gorgeous. I've already hit the park. Bosco the podcast dog. Has already taken some time. He's done his thing. Um, did a full park walk. I do believe. It is the day before Father's Day. And so I was out in the park. And. I was wondering what's going on, but I think this is Battle of the Baygo weekend. It is. I saw all of these fishermen. And um, you know what? I was jealous. I wanted to be about that life. I think I got to, you know, hey, first of all, if y'all know me, I'm scared of water. And number two, I'm I don't do boats not very often. You've got to be a pretty trusty friend to get me on a boat. Um, and there's only a few who've ever done it in my lifetime. But nonetheless, there is the dream of it. I like the concept of being out on the water and fishing, but I'm perfectly happy with a lawn chair and sitting on the Fox River bank catching catfish. That's right. About that life. I even have a catfish fishing. I have a fisherman alias. That's right.
1: What's the F- alias?
0: Moonshine Slim. There you go. Moonshine Slim is my catfish fisherman alias. All right. And if you haven't noticed, once again, you already know I got an amazing guest this week. Always, always, always. I continue to get amazing people who want to be part of the Kosh. And actually, they're they're super interested in connecting with you, the Kosh listeners. And so this week's guest, without further ado, oh, let me make sure I got everything together here. This week's guest is Jacob Flom. You got it. Did I get it right? You Got it. Dude. See, you got it. I got it right this time, y'all, Kosh listeners. I did not even phonetically spell it out, nor did I ask him previous to this. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and give this a shot and hope that I don't slaughter it. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you know, hey, I'm just saying, bro. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. Doing good. Yep. College trees
1: are bothering me still a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um, but. I am. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful morning. A little bit cooler out than it was.
0: It cool. is a little bit cooler. Um, a little bit cooler than than I might have expected. But it is it is a little cooler. Um, just but, you know, it's perfect hoodie weather.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know what else I think it is? I think it's perfect farmer's market weather. It is. It's out there right now. Yeah, I know. Right. I so mm, if it wasn't for the fact like I might have to think, uh, rethink my whole scheduling during the summer for uh, recording the Cash episodes because I really want to go
1: to the farmer's market. It's really cool because when I wake up in the morning on Saturdays, my apartment overlooks the farmers market which is Whoa. really cool to see so we can see all the vendors out there we can take a look at you know what's going on before we kind of get a preview of what oh. the atmosphere looks like so, before we show up so there. you already know it's right there it's right there plus you don't have to park park containers over there so you can oh. just walk right over
0: if you really know the secrets there's secret places to park if you know the cash
1: there's always a way there's
0: definitely a way and and you can park it's, it's one block exactly just go one block, one block back, and uh, you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, you know, my I have a weakness, particularly why uh, uh, for the farmers market and, and why I like to go. There is this one vendor that's over there in front of the coffee shop that serves these burritos. Okay. Oh my god, these
1: burritos are fire! I think I know the one you're talking about. Mm. Bruh. Um. Yeah. That, like so good. They are yeah. so good. Had a, he had a chorizo breakfast burrito. He home. does yeah. have one. Oh, it's so good. There's another one that I'd like to kind of shout out. I forgot the name of it. Uh, my girlfriend likes it a lot and I love it. Uh, she's a home baker in Menasha mm. and she shows up to the farmer's market every Saturday and she makes this really good jalapeno cheddar sourdough loaf. Oh, and that stuff is dangerous, man. Is it? Oh, it is so good. Just it's as so is. good.
0: Are you just are, are you just eating bare carbs as is,
1: man? I try I try to put other stuff on it. I bought some summer sausage, put some horseradish down, and then slap that on there for an open face sandwich. But sometimes put it with my eggs. Sometimes I'm just bored and lazy. I'll just eat it as is. So it's a weakness. It's real good though. Oh, oh.
0: all right. You you might have to. Okay, I'm calling you out. Uh, Farmers market field trip. Now you gotta understand part of the catch is if you bring it up. I might ask to be part of that. Go for it! Yeah, hey, yeah. We gonna have to go. You're gonna have to show me where this is at. Oh yeah. For me, this this morning, I uh, before I got on, I noticed there was a Facebook post. Shout out to my man Morgan is out there uh, serving up libations, Bloody Mary libations this morning uh, in front of the Gibson, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh that's good stuff. yeah. Oh yeah. I wanted to go be part of that. Oh yeah. yeah so. <laughs> All right. So.
1: Jacob. Yes, sir.
0: Um, Can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the Kosh?
1: So. I live in Oshkosh, but it's a little bit of a long story how I got to Oshkosh. Oh, let's let's so let's go down this path. So originally, my whole mom's side of the family, they're in the area. So I got my uncle up in Fox Crossing, my grandmother's in Nina. I got a second cousin in Berlin. Uh, but they originally all were in the East Troy area, down in the southern part of the state. Uh, my mom was, you know, obviously born and raised in Wisconsin, but she went to UW-Madison and then left Wisconsin and worked on Capitol Hill in D.C. for... I think from 1985 till about 2000 in a, bu- in a bunch of different roles, but she met my dad out there oh. and they met on a blind date uh, in 1994. Okay. So then I was actually born and my two sisters, they were born in the DC area, but I've been coming up to this area in one way or another since I was a baby. Um, and I something clicked in me when I was in college. I'm like, I want to move out there. That's where I want to be. This is my place. And right after college, that's what I did. Now there was a little bit of a path that, they got there, and it, it has something to do with COVID, which is really interesting. Uh, so I was living in Madison at the time when COVID started. Uh, I was out there for an independent study program for the last semester of college, and I was out in college at Fordham University out in the Bronx, on the Little Italy part of the Bronx, which was a fantastic experience. But I was in Madison at the time, and I actually never got to go back uh, that year. Uh, for my graduation so I eventually had a graduation the year after it was one of those like delayed graduations right but during that time I thought okay uh, I'd like to be a little bit closer to my family. So I moved up to Oshkosh. Uh It was kind of real close to where my family was It was a place that I had obviously been to a bunch of times and I said well, you know what? I'm, just where I'm going to be and I haven't looked back It's been amazing the entire I mean, I've been living in Wisconsin for about three years now, but I've been in Ashgash for two and I can always say that this is probably my favorite place around. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. This is, it's a the city itself is a hidden gem. I'll say it that way. Facts, it really is. Um, I think, certainly one thing, and the city really punches above its weight uh, in terms of, of population, I think. I mean, we have a lot of things here that bigger cities don't have. And we do it well. We do it very well. Um, I do have a couple of shout outs, but one of the ones I would say is oh, to, oh
0: shout! Yeah, look, sure, shoutouts are yeah. all show long. Yeah, like, let don't don't let me uh, ruin a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: there's probably and the biggest thing I can say is to kind of say that the city punches above its weight is so my future aunt she's getting married to my uncle in September. Uh, her name is Erin Bame and she runs Jazz Fest down here, and that's just one example of many things. Jazz Fest this year I think is going to be the weekend after Labor Day. So mark off your calendars. It's right on Main Street. Yeah, But it's something that cities much larger than that sometimes will struggle to find that. And it's all right there.
0: I want to go. I haven't gone yet, but I mean I know about it. But I still want to go. That's really good.
1: Yeah? Yeah. So this year the headliner is Scary Pockets. They are a, I think they're they're a cover band, um, but they do a lot of collaboration work. There's going to be a bunch of vocalists there. I'm not sure about the entire details. I don't want to spoil it for Aaron, but they're going to be there this year and it's going to be a lot of fun. Bring a lawn chair. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So that is coming up and uh, that should be a good time. Oh, yeah. And um, okay. Two years into the cash. Yeah. Mm, Well, good. We're going to get to it. I love, um, I always love both uh, ends of the spectrum. I love a fresh set of eyes. Sure. And then I love like, that old school right. uh, local who's been around for a really, really long time and knows some of the the hidden nooks and crannies. So um, I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, yeah. OK, so ready to jump into the first segment? Let's go for it. First segment is what in the world is going on with? This is where you start with the phrase what in the world is going on with? And you tell us what's on your mind.
1: So the thing that's on my mind is that I can't get out of my head are real estate transfer fees and I know this sounds super super wonky but it has something to do with local government so I sit on the county board Uh, I sit on district 16 which is representing the university and parts of downtown Uh, and the problem we're having with real estate transfer fees is this was something that was brought up in one of the committees Uh, in 1981 the state passed a law which said so all the taxes and fees from a real estate sale used to be split by the locality the county and the state 50-50 So Winnebago County would get 50%. State of Wisconsin would get 50% on those taxes. In 1981, they changed it to Winnebago County and all the counties in Wisconsin only get 20%, and the state gets 80%. Whoa. Now, the problem with that is that counties themselves are the baseline uh, face of state government and state statute. We provide a lot of services that the state requires us to provide. Right. like things like child support, ADRC, human services, veteran services, roads were responsible for Absolutely. parks. And when somebody buys a house, I mean, it's just my idea that maybe the county would get 50% and the, other, and the state would get 50%. But no, the state decided to get 80% and then stuck us with more programs that we have to do, and they're not providing us money for it. So what there was is that Jefferson County passed a resolution saying, hey, we would like the state to address this and be 50-50 again, and, and we... We passed that. And that's just, I I asked the chairman of the board. I said, how did it even get there? And he said, I have no idea how it got there. I have no idea why they did that. It just seems like a money grab. So that's what it was. That's what's on my mind today. Oh, that's good to know.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's the, it's the nuance of
1: things like that. Yeah, it is because that's something that I don't, I never thought that it was that way. Right, and there's probably a lot more that, that that, you know, you see like that, and I think the the thing is, is that, a lot of people really miss the forest for the trees. They look at like the big sparkly things, like in Washington and in Madison and whatnot. But right. in, in reality, the thing that affects you most, day to day, yeah, is right here, right, right here in City Hall, right here on the County Board. It, it's right here, man. All right, that's what affects you the most.
0: Well, no, local government is is it's your every day. Oh it is. It's your yeah. every day by far and you know my whole thing with that is is I would like 50% yeah. to go here for the services that is assisting um my my neighbors here right. cuz that that's the stuff that really matters matters. Right.
1: Exactly. And there's a lot of stuff that we're required to do. Absolutely. By state statute. Like I can give you another example. You know the there's an old Boathouse, I guess you can call it a boathouse. It's on Broad Street. Uh, mm. And it's at the end of Broad Street, and the Sheriff's Department has a boat out there that they're required to put on Lake Winnebago for search and rescue. All right. So the issue was is that that thing's falling apart, and it's been that way. Oh, I don't know. It's been been that way for a long time. All right. The problem is is that there was only one bidder on the project, and they knew they were the only bidder on the project. So it's going to cost us a lot of money to replace literally just a boat lift and shed, and mm. that's it. And we're really not getting any assistance for it. I mean, there, are, and don't get me wrong. There are certainly some times where the state will throw in extra money right. for a statutorily required program, but more often than not, we're stuck with the bill. And that means property taxes, levy limits. It's all, it can get a it can get messy. It definitely can be. Okay. I like that one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. It's a little bit wonky, but that's, that's no, nothing like. wonky yeah. about <laughs> that.
0: I think, you know, I'm, I'm always like, um, I think, We assume a lot of things As uh, residents Of the community about how the government or local government. And sometimes we don't even know the difference. Like we don't know the difference between the municipality, the county, the state, and right. federal. Like we're just assuming, you know what I mean? It just is. Yeah. It just is. And <laughs> right. you don't even understand who's in charge of what. And, and if sure, it wasn't yeah. for my, my job that I have now, I can say that I was highly ignorant of the difference in a lot of cases too. But
1: right. now I'm starting to really see those differences there's a lot of it i mean i we could talk about it all day man i mean there are all sorts of things that i mean the differences and the fact that you know we're responsible for a ton of roads and we're responsible for managing our section of 41 uh and so when it gets down to that it's not you know the mysterious federal government i mean it's your neighbors who are working the highway department and your neighbors who are on those boards and commissions so it's all important to keep track of it is super important to keep track of. Um, okay, um,
0: you know here. Here is my thing. Um, I I had I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. My what in the world is going on with? Sure, yeah. So I got I got several things going through my head. Okay, um, but where I think I'm going to go is um, what in the world is going on with the January 6th um, commission. And here's my deal. It's not that deep, y'all. It, it, I come back to this conversation, you know, not that long ago, we had um, Lakeisha Hayes here on there, and she, she had made a statement about, like, it's not about the politics of it or it was along the lines like that within in her position that she was formerly in, um, it's always about the evidence. And that's where I'm at. I'm just like, there comes a point where you just have to admit that there's overwhelming evidence. Like it just just is what it is. I, I, you can try to find the different things and the, and try to nuance it or, or be hopeful. But there's just a point <laughs> where all the puzzle pieces actually fit. And you just gotta come to terms with it. Whatever the, whatever that is. And 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 I'm watching this and I'm not watching it like closely, closely, but I'm I'm enamored a bit with it because I do think it's fascinating that we got to this point. And it, and we're not unified in just trying to get to the truth and making sure that our, that whatever our laws are, are actually enforced, that justice is carried out, um, across the board, just fairly, uh, just as an everyday, um, citizen kind of thing. Like I don't, I, at the point in which there's favoritism and justice, it's no longer justice. And then you might as well just toss it all out the window.
1: And I think things, I mean, you look at things that damage the public trust. Um, I know it's the anniversary of Watergate as well, or roughly or close to it. And I think that makes citizen participation in committees, commissions, and boards all the more difficult. Absolutely. Because, you know, are, we as neighbors are supposed to trust each other. We have to. We really don't have a choice. We have to. Right? And yeah. so things that happen on the larger stage can really, I mean, you see it's, it's, there's a lot of divisiveness. There's a lot of fighting. And so it's really, I mean, the public trust is something that's important to be preserved. Right. And so things that happen that damage the public trust, you see it, and then it makes local government a little bit more difficult. Well, and all of yeah. government, difficult. Yeah, especially on the local level because, yes. you know, people have ideas about each other. Yes. Kind of going into things. Yes. And then, you know, the, you, what your idea of someone may be is, turns out to be completely different. And, you know, there, because especially on the county board, there are people who have very different opinions. Very, very different opinions. Yeah. And so we don't have a choice, that so we have to work together. And when, you know, those things can form – predisposed notions in people's heads right and so when you show up and then you're kind of like bracing for a fight and then it just it doesn't make it effective
0: yeah Uh, what i don't like about that scenario as you're talking about is like you're not operating from a point of saying this person does represent the views of others in that community and we need to we need to consume them all we need to validate all of those views and figure, come, come to some answer, you know, in the middle, whatever that looks like, or whatever that is, or where, where it's at least consciously considered. And it's just not
1: automatically ignored. And, you know, there, there are people who on, so I'm on one committee and I'm on the County board. Uh, The committee that I'm on is the judiciary and public safety committee. Uh, And so basically that is a a big committee because it has to do a lot with um, justice, law enforcement and whatnot, but also rules of the board, ordinance changes and all that stuff. So from that, you have a lot of different viewpoints Um, and that's an important place to bring those different viewpoints. And I think the best thing that we can do is to really just meet people where they're at and see it's like, okay, you need to make a holistic decision. Uh, yes. There are people who have, you know, when you look at a policy decision, uh, especially in terms of, like, there was one that actually uh, the DA mentioned. It was really interesting. Uh, this is a program. It's not quite ready yet, but it's an idea. It's kind of in the works. It's uh, currently inmates in county jail and in state prison. There is a program, and I'm not exactly sure how it's exactly going to work, um, but to give them CDL training mm. so that once you once your sentence is over, then you can you're ready to get a job because you're, you're equipped with that with that CDL and there's a shortage of drivers a shortage yeah and so automatically right off the bat yeah like I, I hope it works out we'll, we'll see what happens I, I really actually know.
0: think there's multiple professions that that could be utilized for oh yeah you know um, and I, I I think that would be big on on how we bring those individuals back into um, society Um I like that answer. I just like the answer where let's get them trained and give them, give them if they, once they pay their due to society, they deserve the right to have a fair shot at the American dream too. Of course they do. Of course. You know, they're, they're, they're they're human.
1: Right. Just like you or I, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, if, if one of us were in that situation, we would want another shot. Of course we would. Yeah, you know, and so that's, you know, that aspect I find very interesting. Um, there's another aspect, and I don't mean to get a little bit a little bit heavy, but uh, we had 59 overdoses in this county uh, in the past month. Mm. Half Bruh. of those were people under 20, mm. and you think it, it's those are people that you know when you think of that number, you think it's just you know out in the ether right but those are your neighbors yeah those are people you see every day yep those are you know their family members and their friends yep and that's something that is really heartbreaking it, it really is there's just no other way to put it you know and kind of the approach on and to be honest with you we're a little bit rest- constrained on what we can do on the local level but in my opinion the best thing we can do is just watch out for people and check in on your neighbors and whatnot because you really have no idea what other people are going through uh, in their own heads the battles they're fighting you know those kinds of things. You have no idea unless if you talk to them.
0: Be a good neighbor, and so and, that? and yeah. sometimes that just helps. It's that, it's that um, it could be that one conversation, and or maybe it's just that one hello. Maybe it's that one smile. There's so many different things. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah. That can affect the
1: human psyche, of course. Yeah, and it it's it doesn't cost you any extra to be nice to people. It doesn't cost you a dime you know to be nice to be gregarious and ask them how their day is going cuz like i said you don't know what people are going through and so that extra hey how you doing man something like that it could make a huge difference and you may never know it facts yeah
0: love it okay all right uh cash listeners uh we are going to take a quick second here and i'm uh, you know what I'm not going to do this all the time, but I'm going to do it this time because I'm so excited. Um, Cash listeners, you know, I've been asking for someone to come and allow us to do an ad. Like, come do an ad with us. Let's do an ad. And guess what? I finally had a taker. And so at this time, Let's roll this thing this thing is and and i'm super proud of this so let's do it
2: hi i'm dawn Gulkie, the executive director of casa of the fox cities science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child could that one person be you become a court-appointed special advocate build a relationship with a child help identify their needs, and give a child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733.
0: All right, Kosh listeners, how cool was that? Um, once again, if you're interested at all in uh, creating an ad here for the Kosh, please don't hesitate to reach out at uh, askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Jacob, what'd you think about that? That's
1: a good ad. It's a good That's ad. Good ad. Yeah. It's
0: a great organization.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, volunteering is probably one of the best things somebody can do. I mean, I, I love volunteering. And For example, um, the Knights of Columbus group I'm a part of, we're having a Brat Friday this afternoon. Oh. So it's on uh, the festival, the Brat Barn on 21. I'll be there from 2 to 5 today. So I'm going to buy. No. So it's one of my favorite things to do.
0: Well, they won't be able to only unless, because by the time this is released.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I love the
0: fact that you were selling it like we were live. Retroactive brat fry. (laughs) That's right. The retroactive brat fry. All right. We're going to jump into the next segment. And the next segment is word association. This is your opportunity. I'm going to say a word and you tell me what comes to mind. First word is always food.
1: Oh, okay. So I love to cook. Oh. I Love to cook. Uh, It's, so when I was in college, I lived right on, right off of Arthur Avenue in Little Italy in the Bronx. And there, there was a lot of, you know, you would have, you know, a cheese monger, you'd have a butcher, you'd have a guy who sells fish, you have a guy who specializes in poultry and kind of all that, all that kind of like old world market stuff. Yeah. Really kind of inspired me to just start cooking. So before I got there, I'm like, okay, I know how to like cook ramen, I guess, and some eggs. but uh, (laughs) eggs eggs and ramen that tells us a lot (laughs) but um i it's trial and error i mean the best thing you can do with it is just keep trying and there's a lot of stuff i've burnt there's a lot of stuff that i've tasted i'm like oh why did i even try doing that right but it's a hobby for me and i absolutely love doing it um probably my favorite in the you know there i learned primarily italian food but also you know, in that part of the city, there is a lot of Albanians, a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, so There's a whole different flavor profile and package that you can take a look at, and it was just <sighs> cool just, like, going in those places. One of the things I, I miss is um, those corner bodegas, those delis. Oh, those are so good. I love the videos that they have, like, out where, like... They're making, like,
0: sandwiches, and they're these really unique sandwiches, and they're just cutting the stuff straight out the deli and frying it up on, on, you know, on, like, their Blackstone or uh, their flat grill, and,
1: like, oh. It's so good. It It looks good. It's so good. One of my favorite things was, was after I would go on a run, I would finish up and then take my stuff, and there was a bodega right near my apartment there at the time, and I would always get lamb over rice, really good stuff. It was, like, it wasn't Halal Brothers, but it was... Kind of the same, same recipe, I guess. It was so good. I'm trying to figure out how to make that. Okay. But there's a lot of different spices that I need to find. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous that I'll ruin my memory of it by trying to make it and screw it up. So. <laughs> 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 That's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I get that actually. Yeah. you don't want to ruin <laughs> right.
0: you don't want to ruin the memory of how good it used to taste. Right. What's the favorite thing that you like to make?
1: One of my favorite things. So there's a bunch of things, but probably I would have to guess some sort of of parmesan recipes. So one of the things that I like to do, my roommate uh, who lives in New Jersey still, uh, kind of taught me how to make really slow simmered tomato sauce. So I take crushed tomatoes, tomato paste, uh, and some um, pureed tomatoes. And then you just let it simmer for like three, or four hours. You put in some basil, some garlic, some onions, you kind of brown those a bit, you let it simmer. Uh, and then I like making eggplant parm. So you take a raw eggplant, and the thing you have to do is you have to cut it real thin, and you got to salt it, and you got to sweat it. So take like, it's on one tray, and you put it another tray on top of it to kind of really get, because eggplant, you just cut open eggplant, you taste it, it's really bitter. Hmm. And that kind of bitterness can really overpower a dish. Right. So you got to sweat it out. And then once you're done sweating it out, you take it out and then you kind of, you know, the, the dredging, you know, the egg and the flour and the panko breadcrumbs and you fry it and you kind of layer it up with that sauce and you bake it and you take it out and it is just so good. It's actually probably better off the second day. Yeah? Yeah, it probably is.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. Trying to get into more, into different things. One of the things that I like doing is kind of take, so there's. There's a place in town here that sells all sorts of different types of ramen. But what I like to try to do is to make, like, some sort of pork or chicken to go in it and kind of make a broth and stuff like that. Wait, don't –
0: like, you – Jacob, you can't just make statements like that and then don't tell us the <laughs> where unless you're trying. Do you what? got a secret ramen joint you're holding out well, on, so man?
2: It,
1: well, there's there's Bruh. Bowl 91 in Appleton. That's a good oh, place. Oh, uh, facts. right? Facts. Uh, but there's also a place, and I was going to have it for my shout-out, but I'll say it now. It's it's called White Dragon. So you keep going up Main Street right, right, right before you hit Murdoch, okay. and it's a small Asian grocery store in there. And you go in there, and there's just all different types of stuff, of noodles, of ramen, of different candies and stuff like that. It's like it's kinda of step seven foot in a different world and it's so cool. And so my sister I hope she's I hope she doesn't listen to this. But he's coming up here for a her birthday and for a birthday I got her ten different types of ramen. And they're oh. all different types. So I like making ramen but I like kind of spicing it up. Okay. So just I don't know, it's it's kind of a hobby I got into lately.
0: White dragon?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's right on Main Street. You keep it's like right before Murdoch. You know that there's a sign for like a jewelry store or something. You look over to your right. It's right there. It's kind of tucked in back there. It's really, really good. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm going to check that out. Definitely. Because I'm all about that. I'm, I'm a huge ramen lover. Um, Cocktail beer.
1: So, depends on my mood. It, it depends on my mood. So, if I'm, like you mentioned earlier in the show, just outside, you know, the park or something, or just wherever, and I don't have a backyard, which I did. I don't have one. Every um, beer. But one of my favorite cocktails is probably actually has beer in it. It's a lunchbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I literally just had an Oblio's college flashback. <laughs> and I, I think I started sweating a little.
1: <laughs> just saying.
0: Hey, you, 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 us, uh, old school Titans out oh, there yeah. know what I'm hollering about.
1: It's, mm. it's a, the Amaretto beer orange juice. My girlfriend swears by them. She absolutely loves them. So I used to love them. <laughs> there's
0: it's like most things. If you love it too much. Get a taste aversion to it. Uh is usually not a taste aversion. You usually have an episode. This is Wisconsin. There's a usually there's a story that goes along with the lunchbox. And uh I might have one of those. <laughs> course i'm not gonna share it with y'all um it's right up there with uh why my name is timber so <laughs> some things just have to stay out there in the anonymous part of the universe
1: Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> streaming so i was watching the kenobi series i'm a huge star wars fan ah. i absolutely love star wars my dad showed it to me so he was really old school and he has the four five and six on vhs Oh. So I watched those growing up. I watched, you know, four, or five, and six. Uh, and then, you know, one, two, and three. And then I started watching TV shows. And Kenobi is probably, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, or even if you're not a Star Wars fan, or if you just know kind of the basic outline of the story, right? it's still really, really, really cool. And mm. they did a really good job with it, in my opinion. Okay. Hayden Christensen's back. Uh, he plays Vader. And there are a couple flashbacks in there where he does pop back as Anakin, but I'm not going not gonna to spoil it. It is really, really, really good. All right, that hey, I have not checked
0: checked it out, but I have seen the ads for it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched a, a Star Wars movie in a really, really long time. Like, uh, and I'm gonna go with my favorite. If I'm right, it's Return of the Jedi. That was the one with the Ewoks, right? Yes, yes. that no. to me. Nothing beat the Ewoks. The Ewoks were, that was the best one. That was the best movie out of all of them. Too. <laughs> Those dudes, I could run with them.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that was, they were wild boys and girls.
1: <laughs> Another uh, one I was watching is, um. I've been watching, cl- I guess, I, is it fair to call it streaming? I don't know. I've been watching clips of The Sopranos oh. just on YouTube when I have like a spare minute. That's streaming. I guess you could call it that. I, th- I think everything's streaming. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really funny because I, and I want to watch The Many Saints in Newark. I haven't watched it yet. But James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano, had passed away in 2011. Right. And his son, Michael Gandolfini, now plays Tony Soprano, a young Tony Soprano, in The Many Saints in Newark. And he looks just like him. Mm. Just like him. So it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty Okay. Anything else? That's all I got in my mind for streaming right now, man. Okay. Shop local. All right. So there's a number of places. Uh, the White Dragon, obviously. Right. All your ramen needs or, or noodle needs. I haven't I haven't taken a crack at making pho yet. I, I want to. I'm a little bit nervous that I'll screw it up really bad.
0: Oh well, you're going to. That, I know no, I am. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I've I've tried it, and yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't taste like my favorite <laughs> pho place to go eat. But it right. is what it is.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I I want to. Tr- I just want to take a crack at it. You know, um, Bex as well. And steaks and stuff. <laughs> my favorite way to cook a steak is reverse sear. it. Mm. So you take it, you put it in the oven at like 250, and, uh, after you season it. And you just kind of let it, let it sit there until it reaches, I think, one fifteen or something. Then take it out, put it on a super hot cast iron, just brown it on both sides. Make sure it's a nice crust on there. Right. And that's it. Let it sit. That's it. Cut her open. There you go. Yes, my
0: favorite. Ugh, I love Becks, but my favorite way to get access to Becks meats. Is a meat raffle. Oh, I yeah. love a good meat oh, raffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we... Uh, yes, yeah, so the meat raffle, meat bingo, whatever is there happening, wherever at the local church around here. Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about that. Uh, there's something this. about yeah. being able to just win yeah. some steaks, tenderloins, whatever. I'm, uh, it makes me happy.
1: I was at a meat raffle, of all places, in Shawano a couple months ago. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll just buy a couple tickets probably not going to win anything on Whatever. I've never won anything on a meat raffle before but then I did uh, and I'm kind of kicking myself on it because there was I didn't see it was there it was a whole pork loin mm. or some bacon and I was like oh geez I picked the bacon why are you mad about that I, I want to try pork loin I don't know why I, I just because <laughs> I know I know I mean I know what bacon is I love bacon but I just want to try the pork loin but it was really good so you just put it What I tried to do is I tried to like candy it. Mm. So just put some put something syrup and some spices on it and throw it in the oven. I was gonna see what it's like because bacon makes a big mess. So I was like, okay, oven, maybe not mess. I take it out still made a mess. Still really good though. My
0: wife cooks bacon in the oven and puts it on racks, all the and it is it's well done and you don't have to watch it that closely. Right. It's 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 good. Oh yeah. And to me personally, I think you made the right choice because I mean, let's be honest. If it, if if you won that any time uh, recently, have you seen the cost of bacon? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why well, I typically don't get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, man, if I could win some bacon right now, ooh, that would be pretty good happiness.
1: Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. All right. Other place I have one more shout out. for d Pub. It's uh, right next to my apartment.
0: Oh, okay. Right there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's right there.
0: I can't say. I've probably gone into that establishment
1: maybe just one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I know the people who do frequent that location, they're loyal.
1: Oh, they are loyal. They're, they they gotta, swear by it. They
0: yeah, do. No, that's a, it's its own church.
1: It is? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, hands down. Okay. Diversity.
1: So for me, that means kind of meeting people where they're at. Diversity of opinion, diversity of background, diversity of experiences. People coming from different walks of life. You don't know what where someone's been, what they've done, the things they've seen, the jobs they've worked into. You actually sit down and talk to them. Oh, Drop my pen. And for that, I think kind of coming in with an experience of I've lived. I, I grew up in the DC area, and then I lived in the Bronx, and then I moved out here and lived in Madison, kind of interspersed with it. There's kind of a different subset background that that I've seen uh, compared to some people who are on the county board who have just kind of just stayed, just, you know, grown up in the area. And I'm not saying there's anything bad with that at all. No. I mean, there are so many different walks of life. There are people who have been teachers. Uh, there have been people who have been aid workers. There have been people who have been doctors, right? And then there's me who just happened to live at the right place at the right time. <laughs> so um, it's kind of seeing those experiences that people have been through and kind of seeing where they've been and what their viewpoints from that are Uh, and knowing that ultimately we live under a pretty small roof as a community and we have to work with each other because if we just keep, you know, fighting each other and whatnot on, you know, in committees or at boards or in commissions, we're not going to get very far at all
0: my thing with that is i don't like what we are truly fighting for like or fighting over because to me we're not fighting for true anything um the fight is to create to me us and thems and that's it it's it's like creating false boogeyman's like this person is your enemy because of this and therefore and so you're on this team and i'm on this team and this is how we're going to align our lives and vote and all these other things when there's just consistent real evidence that we are really all the same in so many ways and that the 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 little nuances, those little differences we may have have nothing to do with the true foundational basics of life. Oh yeah. And so oh, sure. I'm I'm not for letting people uh, to tell me what team I should be on or how I should function and what I'm associated with. Like I'm trying to draw everybody in. It's like, I like a lot of different people. I like to do a lot of different things and I'm always hopeful that more of us will open our eyes and realize like there that, that we're, we're being pushed to be on opposite teams.
1: And I, I... It's its interesting because I've been on the... There are some people who have been on the county board for longer than I've been alive. Uh, I'm 24. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> there are people who have... Nothing against them. Nothing against them at all. I mean, it's public service. It's a thankless job. I mean, it, it's, it's not salaried at all. It's a volunteer citizen legislature position, right? Right. And so, you know, great for them for doing it. Um, but there are... You know, ultimately, and you can say just with any organization that, you know, has been around for a long time, there there's kind of a certain good old boys club aspect of things, right? You see that. I mean, whether it's, you know, your local, I don't know, I play in a volleyball league, like local volleyball league or a fishing group or, or anything, all the way up. I mean, it's, you see that, and that attitude is something that, you know, it's something I've kind of had to deal with so far. I will say that people um, on the board have been very welcoming and very, very gregarious and saying, like, hey, you know, you're learning about this and this and this. And I think for me so far, it's been a learning experience and just kind of taking it as much as I can right? and trying to soak up as much. Because I know one thing, Timber, and, that, and that's that I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> it takes a lot to be able to admit
0: that. Like that's that to me, that's such a good place to come from.
1: And I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. I mean, ultimately, like this is a super unique position where you can see how, like, there's been a discussion recently about special assessments, right? Um, so somebody's streets all jacked up, and then they pave it over, and then somebody wonders why why did I get stuck with the bill? So all like property valuation went up pretty high because somebody paid your up. And so, and I guess the the other thing that I've thought, and I'm kind of getting into the sticks here, well, some of my experiences is. The thing that probably makes me angriest the most is people's tax dollars being spent inefficiently. So, for example, currently on the county level, we have one person who does payroll for 1,200 county employees. Doesn't sound super efficient. Bruh. That It doesn't. I mean, and that's a fix that the board as a whole needs to address and to look at, right? And so I think people work very hard. They work very hard to have their livelihoods to, to help, you know, feed themselves and their families. The worst thing we can do as responsible citizen legislators is to spend it irresponsibly and not really care about other people's money. Because it's very easy to say, oh, you know, look at this program, look at this project. It's like, well, we we need to be considerate of the fact that we're dealing with other people's money here. It's not our money. Uh, and would, you know, what's the best approach we can take to this?
0: my thing with government money and, and where actually, you know, my, my biggest, um, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. I don't, cause it's not really a gripe, but it's my whole thing with it is I don't like when people talk about government money from like, um, like they're trying to run a business. Government is to serve the people. Spend the money and serve the people well. That's where I'm at with it. Like, I, I don't want frivolous spending, but I also don't want people to be misers and trying to, to hold on to the dollar or to make these cuts. And then you're not serving the people well. Let's not get confused about what the point of government is. Government is not here to make a profit. Government's here to serve the people. And that is where I have, you know, uh, I have a little bit of conflict about the whole deal of, of how some people talk about it. Like, and they're talking about it, like understand this, when you're talking about a business, a business's job is to make profit, make money. That is it. And government's job is not. And no, and, and, and they're two totally different things. So I, I'm always a little suspect when people talk about government from a space as if it's a business because that's not its job.
1: Our job is to provide services. That's
0: right. And it literally yeah. is to provide services.
1: Yeah. So we so county government is all dictated <laughs> by chapter 59 of state statute. and it's unlike a city or a village where you have home rule and you have more flexibility in the policy making space. We don't really have a lot of flexibility in there and we are very much defined by a subset of things that we are supposed to get out there. And I, and I think, you know, why not try to get the best services that we can out there? Cause ultimately something else we need to consider is we want this city, this community to be the best place to live and work as possible. Yes. And so in order to do that, we need to make sure that our parks are in good shape need to make sure that we have clean water and breathable air and whatnot and making sure that we're getting to where we need to go. And so the services are essential. And I think letting those services kind of wither is a huge problem. I'll give you an example. Our highway department. Um, there we toured the highway department a couple of months ago and there's black mold in the front of the highway department. And the problem was is that the board at the time, um, you know, I think about a decade ago, just didn't necessarily want to put in the investment to make sure that we had a good highway department, safe highway department. Turns out the building wasn't even waterproof, um, I think, from the outside. Um, and so we're gonna have to pick up the tab for that. And that's a huge, I mean, it's the highway department, man. It, we're responsible for 41. I mean, we have to make sure that road is clear. they are billions of dollars that go through that road. If people's businesses are trying to get from place to place, I mean, it is extremely, it's an economic artery. And so if we're just going to let our highway department just kind of fall apart there, not to mention the fact that it's a walking workers comp case, that's going to be a huge issue. And we need to tackle that as soon as we possibly can. I mean, take a look at the bridge. It's stuck. They had multiple opportunities to try to reinvest and get the bridge fixed now before it costs more money later.
0: That's the thing That's another thing Like if anything didn't get shown right now It's like if you put it off It never gets cheaper I mean
1: It's not No it's not going to get cheaper It's It's never going to get
0: cheaper If you put it off For the future, it's never going to be cheaper. And so, like, how many projects in local government now, where they're forced to do it right now, now cost millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of more dollars than it would have when they originally came up with the project?
1: I have a whole book on it. You want to see it? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write it. It was just a compiled report. Yeah. And Um.
0: and so, to me, that's not being responsible with
1: taxpayer dollars. No, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not providing the best services we can, and it's not being responsible with other people's money. It's not. So, you know, the highway department is another one that it just, it kind of really rattles my cage. It does, because you know, I looked around, and there's some heavy equipment. We don't even have the spot to do undercarriage washes. Yeah. When we're having so much corrosive salt build up there, yeah. that's a problem. That's a right. big problem. And so... The idea I know that's been bounced around a fixed-span bridge, I think that's a good idea because that's lost moving parts. We would actually, I think the city of Ashkai would inherit it from the State Department of Transportation because it would no longer be a drawbridge. Uh, so I think they were thinking about, I don't know if you've seen the bridge in Winnicott County that goes over the, um, there's a bridge in Winnicott County, it's a fixed-span bridge. I'm going to be honest, I, I ain't really ever driven from <laughs> and Yeah, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fixed span bridge out there and that's kind of the idea of what they're trying to replace it with. Okay. Um so that's kind of the hope um and here's something else civic participation matters a Big lot time. Of this. We have committees, commissions and boards that all have space for civilian input and citizen spots there. Absolutely. The, the health board, the human services board, we have a diversity committee. We have all these spots where citizens can and should be going to, because if you aren't getting involved, you really don't have a right to complain. Mm. Mm.
0: Yes, I do. And, and, and to say that you don't have time, I'm always a firm believer that you make time for the things that you think are important. Exactly. You prioritize what's important to you. And I think it's important to prioritize your community and your local government.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are so many. I mean, we have, I don't know exactly which spots are open right now. But, I mean, there are citizen spots in the Board of Adjustment. Uh, There is, we're currently coming up with a uh, committee for ARPA funding right? Yeah. A strategy and outcomes committee. Cause we were given a whole pot of money and it's like, okay, how do we, what do we do with this? Right. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that's a big task because we've never really been given just like a lump sum like that and told, spend it. We've right. never been told that. And so that presents a really big challenge for people. Right. Uh, and so those are the things that we have and I would just challenge people to show up, you know, I, uh, I have an email, I have a Facebook page. I have not gotten, I, I don't really get much from people.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah. now that you put it out to the Kosh listeners, <laughs> we will put your email and Facebook page in the podcast notes. And Kosh listeners, do so not hes-
1: hesitate to reach out to Jacob. We, we have a lot of projects going on in local government that need citizen input. We do. Um, and it's important that there's citizen input. Because uh, if there's no citizen input, The ultimate, I mean, for example, if we're building, I don't know, like a park or something, and we don't hear any input from the neighborhood, the park's not going to be the best park it can be for the people who live in the neighborhood.
0: True. I'm big on, um, and I think what happens is I think there's an intimidation that you don't know enough to do these things. Like I think sometimes, um, our residents think you've got to be like an expert or know what you're talking. I'm like, I love what you said earlier where you are very vulnerable and saying, I'm learning. I don't know yet. And I want to encourage um, the people out there that it's okay. If you feel a certain way and you have an interest, it's okay to go in and not know right. and learn as
1: you go. Right. And I'll say during the election in my County board district, only 113 people turned out to vote in the April election. Bruh. Out of each county board district is roughly about, I think, somewhere between 5,500 and 6,000 people. And that's embarrassing. I, just, I don't really have any other way to say it other than that's embarrassing. Uh, it Civic participation, and I will say again and again and again, it matters. And showing up matters. People pay attention. And... It's, you know, it It does get disappointing to the fact that, you know, I, I had a conversation with the mayor of Nina, I think, that was a couple months ago, and I just asked him about some local government stuff, and he said, I would have office hours, the former mayor of Nina now, and nobody would show up, hmm. right? <laughs> Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. When there's something that excites the community, you will hear from them 100%, as you should. Right? So. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell you uh, working, working for the mayor of Appleton,
0: uh, they show up. Oh, I'm his, sure they his, do. His, yeah. his, uh, his office hours right. are popping.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I can only imagine. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, they, there's people paying attention, and they got things to say. Good. It's an it is. It's a very informed and and, and um, engaged
1: community. Good. Yeah. You know, I um, it's something because the district uh, that I represent is unique because has a university in it. And yes. So one of the things that you know you, you try to try to have is like, okay, what is you know, kind of looking from that mindset. If you're a student here, right, right. We want you know once these once these kids graduate, we want them to stay, right? We sure do. We want them to stay. We want them to, to live here. We want them to work here. We want them, you know, to to stick around, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And so, from that perspective, how do we as a as a unit of county government, how do we affect policy to make that happen, right? What do we have to do, right? Is it, you know. Other economic development and job opportunities? That's certainly something. Is it housing? Well, there's not a whole lot county can do with housing policy, but it certainly is something that the city and the state can do, and we can recommend that the city and state start looking at that. I know that there is a, in Wisconsin overall, there are housing shortages. Yeah. Um, And so that's something that, especially for workforce housing, I mean, that is a huge issue. Uh, And that is something that, you know, and that's one of the more frustrating things is that we can't really do a whole lot on the county level about that because we are so... I mean, I can show you Chapter 59 of State Statute. It lists out everything we can and cannot do. And so it. you look at us, it, it's like, oh, they just kind of put us in a box and just kind of left us there. But, <laughs> I mean, there's there's space for creativity. All right. Uh, there is. And and I would say that the, the current county executive is really trying his hardest to say, okay, like, how do we approach that? You know, how... How do we get people to be involved, to stay engaged, to stay here too? Because we're in a a pretty unique area right. as a county. We have very rural areas. We have very urban areas. We have wetlands. We have suburbs. We have waterways. There's a lot. I mean, we are from a geographical standpoint, we're pretty diverse. I mean, we have a lot of different a, a lot of different communities where it's like, okay, I'm in a rural area. What's something that affects me? Broadband, right? I'm in an urban area. What's something that affects me? Clean water, right? I live in a marshland. What affects me is trying to navigate the DNR and EPA standards for that. So it's a pretty unique subset of challenges that we have to tackle. Um, but I think citizen participation is certainly one. It's certainly one. And, and just please show up. <laughs> it's, it's, <yeah>. uh,
2: <laughs>
1: Facts. Um, community. So I guess just kind of still, still talking about it. Um, look out for your neighbors. Um, look out for, for people who, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, you never know. I mean, your words have impact on people, right? Just saying hi to someone or just, you know, asking how their day was. It really matters to people. Um, you know, I, I've made an effort to know the people in, in my apartment building uh, and it, you know, you get to hear people's different stories. You get to hear kind of where they came from, and, and you'll be surprised that some of the backgrounds are similar to you and some are very different than you. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Our county corporate counsel, so that is like the county's attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to Fordham Law. I thought I'd never find another Fordham Ram out here. I never thought I would, but nevertheless, here we are. It's pretty cool. So kind of seeing and meeting people where they're at, kind of hearing their story, you know, regardless of where they come from or who they are, it's important. It matters because when you're making a decision, you can factor in all those things together. Um, And that's one of the things that I have found to be, and like I told you, I'm learning and I know that I'm 24 and there are people who have had much more expansive and holistic life experiences than I've had. Yeah. And so learning that, and seeing that and listening to people and kind of being like a sponge and just soaking in as much kind of information as I can right. is super important. That's the tack I decided to take and I still want to take it. So yeah. I think I think that's a great
0: way forward. Um, and I think it's a path to success is to just, and even those who have a great amount of experience, let's say they have been on the board for the 20 to 30 years, I still want them to be, um, life students. Sure, you're you know, always learning through life. Always you're learning. learning. Yeah. yeah, I want them to constantly. I want them to not. I you know I call them Wisconsin know it alls.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wisconsin has its own own kind of know it all. That's for doggone sure. And then so I'm I'm all for the person I hear that's in that space uh, to be a lifelong learner.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's always something new you can learn every day all the time and from anyone, anyone, you don't have to be in a classroom
0: no. no and, don't. and they don't have to necessarily be the definition of what some people call successful. Exactly. exactly. So, okay. We're going to move into the next segment. Sounds and the good. next segment is the cash hidden gems. This is your opportunity to share about something in the cash around the cash. Uh, that do you think is a gym that you don't think maybe people don't know about or maybe there's an aspect of it that people don't know about?
1: Sure. Um, I'm a runner, so I'm, I'm a recovering D1 athlete. Um, mm. In college, I, I ran Bruh. cross country and track, and that was pretty brutal, um, but I can say I did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> yep. But, um, the running trails around here. This is This is a very runnable city. Um, and especially along the river and along the lake, I would know, challenge people to go out there if you haven't. You don't have to run a million miles per hour. I mean, you can just walk, but I mean, it, it there's some beautiful nature and landscape around here, and I would challenge people to take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, there really is uh, around Menominee Park, up the Fox River. I mean, the trails and the parks that we have in this community are, um, Something I think we should really value and treasure because we really do have some beautiful areas around here. We really, really do. Yes, we do.
0: And you know what? Those can't be replicated.
1: No, they can't. They're ours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and it's our job to take care of them. Facts. Right? And so being good stewards of you know what we have as a community, um, making sure it's clean, making sure it's well tended to, it's really important. And so I know that the Parks Department is hiring summer help. So if anyone wants to help out with the Parks Department, by all means, I know that there's a, can help keep our parks clean. Uh, I'm going to assume they probably have a shortage because I just know there's a shortage of parks. There's a shortage of everything everywhere. (laughs) Yes,
0: there there (laughs) is a shortage of everything
1: everywhere. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, What's the cash need?
1: Well, this is going to sound a little bit Kind of off off the wall, but I would say a uh, a late night bodega or deli. Bro. So I'm a I'm a night owl, and I uh, you know I sometimes like to care for myself and night. Other times I'm just a little bit lazy. But having that there, I think would be pretty cool.
0: Are you uh, kidding? That <laughs> is not that off the beaten path. That I 100 look in my young days, I would have killed for that. But now <laughs> I'm not up late enough to, to uh, appreciate it. But nonetheless, I would appreciate it in case that one time a year that see? I decide,
1: see, yeah,
0: that you know that I'm gonna stay up late and I'm gonna be out and about, you know, kicking it in the cash. And then I can go to the bodega and get me a doggone amazing
1: sandwich. Don't you think? Your like chopped cheese or something? Yes, good. good. Okay, I love that. <laughs> that.
0: You know what? That's different and fantastic. And, Kosh listeners, my entrepreneurs out there, you heard it. I think that's possible. I think
1: it is. You know, I think it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, and you know what? If we could get that on Main Street, that would even be better. Plenty
1: of spots open. I think there's a few. Yeah.
0: You know. All right. Main that's Street good. Bodega. <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, next segment, the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. So the Naughty slash Heroes Corner is your opportunity to nominate somebody, something, an organization, whatever you want it to be to the Naughty or slash Heroes Corner and to um, share why.
1: So for the Heroes Corner, I'm going to go with Heroes. Um, And my hero for that is the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, the CVB, mm. uh, and Amy Albright. Oh my God! And the work yes. that she does. I mean, <laughs> she is a fantastic ambassador for this community. She really, really is. And I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in all the work that she does because she just kind of makes magic happen.
0: <laughs> Never lied. Oh, big, big shout out to Amy. You know, Amy has an episode.
1: Yes, yes, I did see that. Amy is fired.
0: Um, what I would like to say is, um, and Amy is everywhere. She is, like, when you least expect it,
1: right? Boom, she's right there. I was on a jog, a couple of nights ago, and uh, I just kind of saw her from across the street. She was uh, heading over to the Leech for Waterfest, so mm. she's everywhere. She is everywhere, yeah. and
0: has a great team. She does. And I love what she does with her interns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're so good. <laughs> so, Amy, big, big shout out here from the Kosh um, and our man, Jacob. Love that. Okay. okay. Definitely a hero, Kosh hero. Um, okay. So, we're going to take a quick ad break again, real quickly here.
2: Hi. I'm Dawn Gulkey, the Executive Director of CASA of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about CASA of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733.
0: All right. And now it's that time, y'all. You know what time it is. Let me help you out with that. Every time it makes me happy. I don't know why, but every time it is time for the topic of the week. And the topic of the week, uh, our guest always chooses the topic of the week. And we're going to say, Jacob, what's our topic of the
1: week? Local government. Local government. All right. Let's jump in. So there. So the Winnebago County Board has 36 supervisors. Um, there are 36 districts that are cut up around the county. Um, and I know you talked to Ralph uh, more recently. And he's a supervisor from the town of Algoma. Yes. Uh, and Ralph's a great guy. He's yes. Awesome. So Ralph is fantastic. He's, he's also one of those people who's also everywhere. 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 <laughs> everywhere.
2: <laughs> everywhere. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I don't know. How he <laughs> <either>. <laughs> um,
1: but kind of seeing the fact that there are local government is always around you. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, your, your water bill, the heating bills, all that stuff, a lot of that is dictated by taxation. A lot of that is dictated by fees, public services, stuff like that. So local government is always around you in a way that the state and federal government is more kind of high level. Uh, local government is kind of affecting you most personally on your day to day. That's what i like to talk about today. Okay. So one of the other things that we've seen is capital improvement project season that is, that always generates a lot of buzz and conversation. Mm. Uh, and what we see there is there are a lot of projects that either are routine for maintenance. Um, so some roads, right? Uh, and the cost of those can get really, really high. We have one of the most, I think it's one of the most expensive milling rates in the state. What does that mean? So milling rates is basically when you mill down pavement uh, and then repave it over. So the okay. cost per, I don't know what the unit cost is but it's expensive Uh, and kind of getting access to these services. So we have, you know, the good roads and whatnot um, that also can be pretty expensive. And the staffing for that can also be tough to find. And what we see is that some of these projects will take longer to complete Uh, some of these projects, which are enforced by state statute, which we didn't really plan on doing, but we have to do it. Um, There's a number of those, Uh, but the County executive every year puts out a five-year capital improvement projects plan. Uh, Right now, we're in the 2022-2026 to plan. Uh, And what we see with that are a lot of projects that I think the public should have input on. Uh, Specifically, there is a project going on right now at the airport. uh, And that is to build about 20 little hangars for Cessnas. And so... That space, there's been a lot of conversations like, well, okay, what that, What could that space be used for? Could it be used for a business? Could we lease out the space? But what we're going to do is we're going to build these hangars, at least that's what the plan is, and there's been some conversation about rent and the payback period. So the payback period is about 33 years for a hangar that lasts roughly 70 years before we would need to take it down and rebuild it. Uh, the rent, in my opinion, is a bit low. Uh, but for that, I'm just highlighting a project uh, that people should have input on and people should be talking about. Um, there are a number of them. Uh, there are certain things. I know the coroner's office, we were kind of expanding into a medical examiner's office.
0: Wait, can I ask a question about the hangars? Yes. Okay, so here's my thing. Um, we
1: are, uh, these are
0: hangars that are going to be located at our airport. That's correct, yeah. That airport doesn't do commercial flying, correct?
1: No, it doesn't, it hasn't since 2007.
0: So, why all the hangers? (laughs) Well, that's what
2: I asked, right? And so, yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: and and trust me, I get it. I'm not trying to knock nothing. I'm not trying to push it. I'm just, I'm pleading ignorance in this case. So, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, because, you know, I'm just thinking, like, we don't do commercial flights. And the only thing I can think of is EAA. And I still wouldn't think you need, like, that many hangers for EAA. So, what am I missing?
1: So basically, even still without the commercial flights, Oshkosh's Airport is the third busiest in Wisconsin, which I didn't know until until recently.
0: Actually, I, I can get that now. Yeah. Because we're we're probably, there's business, there's Oshkosh Osh Corp, there's...
1: Right. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's Fox Alley Tech. Yes. Which is there. And if you have an opportunity to take a look at their airport campus, I definitely would suggest that. Because it's really cool, all the stuff they do there. Mm-hmm. So they have aircraft that are kind of taken apart. They're teaching future mechanics and pilots. And it's just a really cool thing that I think provides such an invaluable asset to the community Mm. uh, and whatnot, and providing real experience for jobs that people will go on to have and careers that people will go on to have. Um, There's also, and this is really cool, um, Basler. Uh, And those are, what they do is they take those 80-year-old DC-3s, those old DC-3s and C-47s, and they breathe new life into them, Which, because I'm a huge aviation geek, Mm -hmm. and I just think that's so cool because it's a plane that is... Getting really getting up there, getting long in the tooth, and you're kind of breathing new life into it, and I just think it's a really interesting thing. But for the t hanger specifically, um, there had, so there used to be hangers there, and now they're gone. So the other big component of the airport is general aviation. So people who own planes, they buy used planes, whatnot, and stuff like that. Uh, so, but they're definitely, it's like, what should we do with that space? Should a company come out, and should they build a hangar there that'll provide jobs for aviation maintenance? We already have Couple firms out there that do that. We have Myers, we have Sonics. Sonics is really cool because what they do is they have these kit airplanes that you can build in your garage. Now, I don't, I park my car in a public parking lot behind my apartment building, and I think building a plane there would really make the, you know, OPD scratch their head and be like, what is this kid doing back there? But those things can, you can definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can, they're they're kit aircraft, right? Uh, They're also doing, and this is really cool, um, UAV drones. So they implement some AI stuff into the drones and whatnot. So it's really cool research and development that they do. Uh, We're also getting an e-Vertiport. So these are electric helicopters uh, that will come in. And right now, it's proof of concept and experimental and research and development. Uh, Basically, the thing is, is that what can an electric helicopter do? Mm. What can it do? What are its capabilities? Can it lift things? Can it lift people? Can it take people places? Those kinds of things and questions that R&D has asked. There are also some... I know that there is a Christian relief service that flies people around. Uh, they do missionary work. They do a lot of stuff there. There's Basler flight services. There's Ashgash truck. There's EAA. There's all, and EAA has more of a year round presence than a lot of people would think. Right. And so there is, uh, they have their own kind of their own kind of operation over there. But, you know, and the question was, is okay, so we build the hangars, you know, more people would come, but then the thing is just a 33 year payback period. Uh, we also, we have a lot of boaters in this community. So why don't we build more boat slips? And that's kind of the conversation, the back and forth that's been going on with that. Right. But I would highly encourage people go to the, uh, the facilities committee meetings and the airport committee meetings, especially if you live around that area. And cause that affects you personally with noise and working hours and stuff like that. So I would highly recommend to show up to those. Um, because they've had discussions about that. And that's another thing. You will hear people who will say, and again, issues that very much affect them. I remember before I got on the board, I was listening to a board meeting. And you know, this one woman, she came up and she said, well, there's been this development that's going on across the street from my house. And there's a light, there's a street light that shines right into the bedroom window. Right. And so for that, she's like, I don't really know where else to go. Um, the county board greenlighted this project as part of a public project. Can you please address this? And then I think, you know, from there you go to the planning and zoning committee and whatnot. It can all sound very, very dry, but it's people just like you and me who are making these decisions. You know, there are people who have been truck drivers. There are people who have been teachers. There are people, you know, you don't have to have a Ph.D. in public administration. Sorry, Mike Ford. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he has a Ph.D. or not, but he's a great guy um, to make these decisions. Right, right, and and the vast majority of people don't have that, and so it's tackling those real world problems, just in in a conversation like this. You know, we may have some budget documentation. We may have some people from the UW system. You know, sometimes go up and talk. We do. We have UW Extension as well to help the agricultural component, Uh, and so the job of a county supervisor is you are not in you're not an expert. No one told you you needed to be an expert, right? but you're there to serve the community as the community's representative at the table. Right. Because there are, I mean, there are experts, there are experts on milling rates, there are experts on building hangers. There are experts on, I don't know, the color of algae in, in the water, right? Those things happen, right? But at the same time, it's, you know, there's still that citizen aspect of it. And I think the citizen aspect of it is probably the most important. And if we don't have that, then eventually we're going to get to a spot where, You know, it's just kind of on autopilot and that doesn't really work because then people are frozen out, you know, so I would definitely say, I think the biggest takeaway and challenge is to show up. Um, There have been communities where nobody shows up and the same people have been around for the past 45 years and nothing ever changes. And it's the same kind of club, and they're more than happy to let projects go unanswered, and they're more than happy to let things kind of wither away because there hasn't been citizen input. Citizen input spurs people into action. It spurs local government into action a lot more than you would think. Um, and I think it's very important that people get involved and get involved in the conversation. It has to be.
0: Facts. <laughs>
1: That's right, it. yeah, There's facts. Well, because it's... <laughs> So I'll kind of give you the background of what happened, what, how I got to the board. I, I never really wanted to run for anything. I really didn't. You know, I was just like, oh, that's like a bunch of people who are who are, have this ambition and whatnot. And I just right. I was like, that's just not wasn't for me. But, um, my local county board seat, they do redistricting every ten years, and this was a redistricting year. Right. I got drawn into it. I was like, oh, I got a new district. No, huh, interesting. And there was an issue on the county board. I forgot exactly what it was. Um. There have, been, there have been so many. I think I remember what it was. It was about a conversation about reducing the size of the board. Uh, and for me, more people and more input, the better. We used to have 42 supervisors. Now we're down to 36. I think the proposition was to cut it by two. There was a proposition 10 years ago to cut it in half. Uh, and so personally, I'm not a fan of, you know, cutting down the number of representatives you have. I think we should have more representation. And... What happened was, I noticed there was no supervisor for my district. Not there. It turns out that since last September, my district had never had a supervisor. And mm. uh, they were trying to fill, you know, they were trying to do an appointment, they were trying to fill it, and nobody stepped forward. So I stepped forward. And I was like, okay, fine. If someone's no going to do this, I guess I'll do it. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> bruh, because it just really irritated me that nobody there was there to speak for my neighbors and my community and myself like no one, no one was there there was no seat at the table there so um it, i applied for the vacancy and the chairman at the time said it's a little bit too close to the election i'd love to appoint you because you're literally the only person who has expressed interest in this uh but let's have the election play out so i thought okay yeah sure somebody will probably file to run right nobody filed and i'm just sitting there i'm like are you serious are you trying to push me into this? <laughs> so, you
0: know what? Yeah. I call that divine intervention. So
1: <laughs> I filed this right in at one. There you go. And my my conversations are, I I tried to, it's a, really, it's a relatively small, I think it's the smallest or one of the smaller county board supervisor districts when you look at them. There are some supervisor districts that are just like massive. They have these, like there's one, there's a friend of mine who represents kind of the whole northwestern part of the county. It's like Wolf River and Winchester and those areas, I mean, it's like 25 minutes to drive from it For me, it's like a five-minute walk. So, um, But that being said, though, I started having conversations with people in the district. I started going door-to-door. I started talking to people. And the unique challenge about my district was that there's a lot of college kids in it. And telling them, I'd like, do you know? First of all, do you know what the county board is? And a lot of people don't. There have been people who have lived in Oshkosh their entire lives, and they're like, I have no idea what the county board is. I don't care why you're in my yard, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs>
0: that might be the most Oshkosh <laughs> statement ever. <laughs> there's so much facts that's stated, bro. Right. That.
1: <laughs> so, those conversations, it, it kind of took and say, like, hey, do you know that you know there's a group of 36 people that are elected to serve on the county board, and uh, this district's currently empty. And they're like, no, okay, right? But for some people, it was like, yeah, you know, that's an issue. And so having those conversations with people, talking to them about representation, talking to them about what county government does, you know, um, your property taxes. It's a big one, right? Every single year. The highways, right? Right? Uh, The waterways, the buoys, we handle all of that. And so we're also the chief... The way they reorganized the UW system in 2017, we are now the uh, fiduciary guarantor for UW-Fox Cities, mm, right? Okay. So there's that as well. That's, a, that's another thing as well. We also helped do the um, some of the other items there. Uh, and what I would say is that those conversations were very, very helpful with people because ultimately what it boiled down to was the fact that we need representation there. And we got representation there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so far it's just been a learning experience and saying like, Hey, you know, from, from my district's perspective, you know, X and Y affect us the most. Um, so the big things are education, uh, jobs, housing, clean water, clean air, that kind of stuff. Uh, that bridge on Jackson street, which is kind of stuck in the up position. That's nothing the County can do about that, but I would highly encourage people to go to city council meetings and have their input on that. Uh, so that really affects people, you know? Uh, for me, it's a running route, but for other people, I mean, that's how they get to work. Absolutely. So it matters, and I would highly encourage people to show up and get that thing done. What were those other two committees you mentioned um, previously? Yeah, so for the airport one, I would uh, say that people should go to the Aviation Committee and the Facilities Committee. Okay. Uh, the Facilities Committee deals with all the committees that the county has in its uh, all the buildings and grounds that we own, right? So, for example, the Sheriff's Office, right? the highway department right the county jail all that stuff is owned by the county and we have a committee that deals with okay you know how do we deal with uh, maintenance how do we deal with preventative maintenance how do we deal with new construction all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. um, i think his name is mike elder there who's the uh, director of the facilities committee does a fantastic job he does really well so that's a lot to keep track of it really is
0: no and i I'm, i'm i'm basically asking um Cause I, I'm going to assume that it's published. So it's gotta be
1: publicly, it's all public record.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. And yeah. I would like, um, is there, if there are internet links for those committees, yes, there are, I would like yeah. to include those in this podcast notes yes. because we don't want to just tell people, cause that's half the battle. Um, I think as a regular residence, uh, that, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know where to look. Exactly. And so people say, Hey, you should. And then it's like and then they don't tell you the how or the right. where. And right. so whenever people bring up topics like this on the cash, I always want to try to be able to provide the where.
1: Right. That's another thing. it's another big one. I um the county website is a bit of a beast. It oh, uh, I think yeah. uh, all the
0: regional local government websites are all like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're all, all, yeah, they're, they're all a little, <laughs> 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 and I
1: think actually the, the county that's on the best job is Calumet County, uh, they, across the lake, they have actually a fairly workable county website, ours looks like it was done with Microsoft Paint, it probably was, it <laughs> might, have been,
0: <laughs> might have been written in DOS,
1: probably it was probably done on windows 98 too so i mean it's all de-supported and stuff like that and you see but i i mean the it department patty Frankor, she does a fantastic job there too Um, yeah
0: shout out to patty patty's family
1: she does a really really good job uh the other thing i would say is that you know it's really good to look at those committees Mm -hmm. and those commissions and those boards because if you don't Um, That's where things really, that's where they kind of roll up your sleeves and have those deep conversations about those agenda items. I mean, that's where the real work gets done and that's where we bring in the subject matter experts say, okay, what do you think about this roundabout or whatever, you know, I mean, that we're responsible for replacing. Can you talk about that? Can you talk about what an alternative would possibly be? What about a four-way intersection? That kind of stuff. So, um, you know, accident rates, stuff like that. I know that on the Judiciary Committee, we have the sheriff, he gives a report every month about what's going on with law enforcement that, that the um, that the Sheriff's Department particularly is involved with in doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so traffic stuff, uh, overdoses, stuff like that, I mean, that's all stuff that we learn and the stuff that it's just kind of take in and be like, okay, this is something to consider as we go forward. So it's pretty cool. Shout out to Sheriff Mott. <laughs> He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hands
1: down. All right. Um, anything else? That's really, I mean that's the expanse of it. Um, uh, my email is jacob.flom at co.winnebago.wi.us. So it's a bit of a mouthful, but for any county related matters, please, I mean, reach out. Um, I can refer you to your local supervisor or for you your committee of jurisdiction, or I'd be able to try to find the best answers for the department heads and the questions that I can, but, uh, just trying to keep people in the loop. It's, it's a challenge. I'm
0: gonna say uh, we're gonna try to uh, we will include as much as we can in the podcast notes. Uh, so I'm gonna hit Jacob up Please, for yeah. all of the links, and yeah. we will put as many links as possible in the podcast notes.
1: Sounds good. Excellent, man. All right,
0: that was good. That was really, really good. Now it's time. This is time where we start winding up, um, Kosh listeners. You know. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much For giving us your time, spending time with us Um, We appreciate it And we are a work in progress So please, please, please do not hesitate To reach out to us And um, tell us what you're thinking Are we doing a good job? Are there things we could do better? Do you want to be a guest? Any of those things So don't hesitate to reach out to us At askthekosh at gmail.com Once again, that is ask. The at gmail.com. Number two, you have heard our ads today. Um, if you would like to do an ad right now, I because I'm in our learning phase, let me know. I'm not charging right at this point. <laughs> but reach out, let us know. Let's do an ad. Let's let's do something cool. Um, want to put some breaks into the uh, show, so that's important. Um next. Um We I would love You know we do a lot of shout outs here on the cash. that's what makes it nice and Personal and local um, If you would like to send in some Shout outs please don't hesitate to do So you can just call us At 920 385 9298 once again that is 920 385 9298 we will play Your shout outs live on The show I think that'll be super Awesome so I'm waiting for the first shout outs Come on y'all Y'all do this to me every time, all right? And then, lastly but not leastly, do not forget we have Kosh gear. If you are interested, there's Kosh t-shirts, Kosh hats. Um, I think it's the hot farmers market uh, gear, personally. Well, at least I'm gonna keep saying that until somebody proves it to be true. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta rep the brand. That's right. Brand. Well, no, I'm just yeah. saying you gotta rep locally. Yeah. And what's okay. more local than the Kosh? Yeah, all right, so, you know, holler at me, um, just email us or send a message. Uh, you can send a voicemail even and let us know that you have an interest in getting a nice the hat or T-shirt. So, um, once again, we appreciate you. Now, you uh, you already know it's that time of the show. It's my favorite, favorite time of the show. <laughs> it is shout-out time. All right.
1: Jacob, what you got? Who
0: you shouting out?
1: I'm going to shout out Jay Schaefer. He is the uh, grand knight for the local Knights of Columbus chapter. Uh, We're having a brat fry today. Uh, Mm. So if you happen to have a time machine, go back in time and see if you can go to a brat fry on Saturday, June 18th, 2022 on Festival Off 21. Then (laughs) definitely. uh, (laughs) But Jay does such good work. He works really hard. I know he works at the uh, the IT department over at the county. Um, And he is a great man. He's a great leader. Uh, and we do a lot of charity work, specifically the Boys and Girls Club and Father Cars over right near the uh, the exit on 21. Uh, so we recently had our bridge walk. Uh, that's definitely a really good thing uh, to help raise money for that organization and everything they do. They also partner pretty closely with Cots. Uh, I know that one of the um, residences that Cots has for housing actually used to be owned by Father Cars. So they had an agreement and they, they sold one of them to Cots. Uh, so that's my shout out for today. Uh, Jay's an awesome guy and I just want to tell him to say hi. Hey, oh. hi. Okay. Uh, That's it. You're only going to do one? Uh, The other one actually was for Amy, but I I mentioned that earlier. So (laughs) fair enough. I'll shout out my girlfriend too because she's wonderful. Oh, you got it, Dad.
0: Smart man. Smart, smart man. All right. Uh, This week's shout out, I want to send a shout out to my man, uh, Chief Tarman. Chris Tarman has been moved up to acting chief at UWO. He's one of my best friends. Uh, hey, congratulations Congrats. there, chief. Yeah. That's a big doggone deal. We appreciate all the work you do. That is one hardworking man. Oh, yeah. All right. Shout out to all the fathers. Tomorrow's Father's Day.
1: Happy Father's Day, Dad. And
0: see you in a couple and you, weeks. There you go. And, and you know what? Dads do not get enough love. I'm no, just going to call it yeah. out like as a yeah. dad. You know what? Moms get all the love. Dads every once in a while, you know, it's like, "All right, dad's dad's okay. Dad's cool. Look, dad's work hard."
1: My dad's my best friend, you know. Oh. Yes. That is yeah. awesome. He lives on the other side of the country, but he's my best friend. So. Sorry. you
0: know what? My dad is like, he, he walks on water as far as I'm concerned. Um, he, he is the salt of the earth. He's the hardest working person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And uh, he kept his head down and he just worked hard and took care of his family and loved us. And so, um, big, 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 big shout out to my pop. I appreciate you, pop. Um, and all the other fathers out there um, taking care of their families, doing their business. You know, know this. Y'all get love on the (laughs) kosh, (laughs) y'all. If ain't nobody else out there doing it, the kosh is doing it. All right. And then my last shout out is actually, you know, sometimes you have to work with uh, customer service. You know, like people always talk about their customer service isn't as good as it used to be or that it's lacking or what you're getting. And when you have exceptional customer service, I want to make sure I shout it out. So, um, my man, Shai Long over at Bergstrom, this dude.
1: Oh, I know that guy.
0: You know him? Yeah. That dude is yeah. fantastic. He yeah, Does
1: an awesome job. Oh yeah.
0: my look. Shai Long looked out. He, he, answered the questions he made it comfortable look i i i have to accept what the bill is (laughs) so i'm not happy with the bill but i'm happy with the service but i'm not mad at the bill i get it i get it but nonetheless shine long you are a fantastic individual and you do great work so hey shout shout out to shine long okay we are on to the last part of the show Okay, and the last part of the show is this. You got an A, B, and C. Okay. All right. You can, A, give us some words of wisdom. All right. B, tell us, what would yourself today tell your 12-year-old self? C, both, all of the above.
1: I guess i go all the above. Oh, okay, uh, let's do it. So... I guess words of wisdom I got, um, being really young, it sounds a little ironic, (laughs) um, show up to stuff, show up to stuff, volunteer, get involved, show up to stuff. Everybody's got things they're passionate about. So show up to those things, whether it's something you may not thought you have time for, make time for it, right? Show up to stuff and don't be afraid to use your voice and to give your opinion on something because it matters. And like I said, if you don't get involved, especially on the local level, you don't have a right to complain. You know, people need to get involved one way or another. Either if you're spreading awareness or you're sitting on a citizen committee. Look, I get it. Running for something is not everybody's cup of tea because you open yourself up to a lot of scrutiny, Mm. right? But you can serve on these citizen committees. You can spread awareness about these things. You can do all of that stuff. You can be very involved in your community. I think... When people approach, when they have an approach to government or local government, it's like, oh, man, that means I got to run for something. No, you don't. You don't have to. You can make as much of an impact as a citizen as you can as an elected. 100%. Probably even more, to be honest with you, right? Yes, you know, as an elected, you can vote on things. But as a citizen, you're the one who can raise awareness. You're the one who can whip the public into action. You can do all of that. So I would say show up. Don't be afraid to show up. Don't be afraid to speak out. No matter where you are, show up. Um, the next thing I would say is, okay, words of wisdom to my 12 year old self. Um, don't stick your finger in that socket. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, be afraid to get out of your comfort zone, man. Right. Be afraid to do things that you think that you aren't capable of doing. Don't, don't be afraid to do that. Step out and do them. You know, you are a lot stronger than you think. That was good. Thanks, man. I enjoyed that. That was awesome. Like that? Yeah. That was great. Okay.
0: You know what I call this? What's that? A fire episode. (laughs) The kosh.